0: You're listening to the Super Expander Podcast. Align goals are pivotal for expansion. You don't need me to tell you that. But what happens when your flame weakens? What really happens when it totally goes out? Reignite your goals starts with awakening to the emotions that pull you further and further away. Letting go of your shame, denial, and frustration, and figuring out why your body is resisting your goals are the key to success. Regulate your nervous system, release the blocks, and reassess your path forward because your goals are ready to be reset and reignited. Malika Malhotra, the brand CEO and award-winning brand strategist, mentor, mentor and speaker. After years of working in corporate advertising on renowned brands like L'Oreal and Oil of Olay, Malika now empowers women entrepreneurs to get clear on their brand message, define their power niche, and become sought-after experts. Her friends and clients call her the brand energizer because she encourages stepping out of your comfort zone, taking action, and implementing ideas. When not building brands, Malika is sipping coffee or red wine, reading a stack of Books and dreaming of global adventures. She lives in coastal Maine with her husband, three sons, and their mini Bernadoodle Jacks. Hello, hello, super expanders. Welcome back to the show. I'm sitting here and so, so thrilled for the conversation that is about to unfold for everyone, for me, for you, for us, for all of us. I am so thrilled to welcome Malika Maholtra to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be
0: here. I'm I'm so excited. So I love to give people just like a little bit of a context to see, to share exactly how we came to be sitting here having this conversation. And it's because we are in a women's networking group, which is something at the beginning of the year, I committed to putting myself in some different rooms. I had been accustomed to being in some like super high ticket Masterminds. And I was like, you know, I think I need to move into some different circles. And I started dabbling in, in a couple circles and I came across this really amazing group. It's called the Women's Business League. And that is where we met. We had a connection call. I think we were on a uh, maybe like a power hour and one of the group calls. And I heard you come off of mute a couple of times to speak and you were in the chat box. And I was like, I need to know this lady. And then we had a connection call and it was like, we, I don't know, we went way over time.
1: Yes. I remember that. We had so much to talk about. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. So I know that we are about to just go in deep on all the things here on super expander, which is how we, how we, we roll. So I'd love to know, because I haven't had the opportunity to really even have this conversation with you yet. Who, who is Malika on a like deep down soul level?
1: Yeah, that's a powerful question. So I think in a deep down soul level, I am a work in progress. I am a woman who is always trying to learn more, develop myself, sort of define success on my own terms, connect with people where I can build relationships. And I'm always trying to evolve, get better at my craft, get better as a human, get better as a parent. So I always joke and say, like, if I had to write a book, the title would be work in progress, because I feel like over, you know, my lifespan, my entrepreneurial journey, that's really kind of the core of it. It's just always trying to learn, implement, apply, you know, think of things in a different way, evolve, pivot, and just being this work in progress.
0: I love that. And so many of the things that you were saying as you were describing yourself i'm like oh that's of course why i was was drawn to want to get to know you better and why our conversation just went you know so deep the first time that that we we started to chat okay so when did you i guess start to really understand that this idea of redefining success was very important to you
1: yeah so I think, you know, I grew up in a family where everybody was in healthcare. They were all doctors or nurses. And my parents are immigrants. And so their definition of success really meant doctor, lawyer, engineer. And I never really fit into that box. And it was tough growing up because I knew I didn't want to pursue that kind of career and didn't want to let anybody down, right? And it took me a long, long time of, you know, growing up and developing myself to understand that I could really define success on my own terms. I didn't need to wear, you know, a white lab coat or be a doctor or in healthcare to be successful. I didn't need an MD or a JD behind my name to be successful. I even, you know, I went into the corporate world. I worked in marketing and advertising and I didn't even need a corner office to be successful. Like I could be an entrepreneur is the path a lot of us take. And I could sort of redefine that and blaze my own trail and figure out how I wanted to balance work and life and design it. That's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. We can design it how we want. And so, you know, on the other end, with all the wisdom that comes from, you know, being 50 years old, at this point, I can tell you that I feel like I can define success however I want. And I can confidently say that I don't feel any of that angst or shame or any of that, you know, nervousness I used to feel when I couldn't say I was a doctor, lawyer, engineer. I'm proud to say I'm entrepreneur. I'm proud to say I created something from scratch and built it and built a community and help women and have impact. So I think, you know, that's kind of the answer to your question. It's taken me a while, but I feel like the confidence at this point, I've been able to tap into that.
0: Mm. So on that journey, in that redefining what success looks like, what does your version of success look like?
1: Yeah, I think for me, success means freedom, flexibility, fulfillment, passion, creativity, impact, you know being able to connect with people on a really deep level, to support people, building a community. Uh, You know, those are all important things I've thought long and hard about and feel like at this point in my career, I'm actually doing all the things that I've dreamed about years before. So it's, it's really fulfilling to be at this stage, to be able to work with clients and see their results and build communities and lead communities and have people show up, right? So I think, you know, those are all the things that I think about now.
0: And on that, I guess, journey of really getting to a place that knowing that that's what your version of success is... What were, I don't know, how did you discover that? How did you uncover that? And how did you decide that that's what it was? I asked because I feel like there's a lot of conversation really right now about that, right? Is I think creatives are becoming, it's really the era of, of the creative, which is a piece of entrepreneurship. And there's a lot of conversation about redefining success. But when we've been kind of holding on or shown or modeled a certain version of success, sometimes it can really be hard to create that vision and version and give yourself permission to say that it's okay. So that's, I guess, more where I'm going with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, as I started in my entrepreneurial career, I think I probably looked to other people to define what success was, you know, the six figure, the seven figure, I would look at other people, how, what business models they chose, what words they had in their marketing, what their websites looked like and Probably felt like I had to copy some of those paths, because that's what felt like success was. And I think what it comes down to is, you know, me knowing what my values are, me knowing, trusting my intuition of what I feel is right for me, and that I don't have to follow what everyone else is doing. I can actually break the rules, and I can actually do things that feel more in alignment with what feels good. For me, what fits my lifestyle, what fits my vision, what fits my values. So, for example, I remember, you know, working with coaches, you know, business coaches, and they'd always say to me, you know, it's a volume and velocity strategy. You know, if you're going to launch a membership or a course, you need as many people in it, and you just want numbers, you know. And I would not feel good about that. It just wasn't an alignment for me. It wasn't about the numbers. It was about the tangible impact. It was about the connection with the people. And so I was not really driven by having these programs that just were about, you know, followers and numbers and even, you know, income, I have to say. It was more about creating containers where people feel seen and heard and valued and relationships had depth and soul to it. Um, And creating containers where acting as a mentor or coach, I could actually get my fingers into their businesses and be a, like a co-pilot to help them get to success. And so I decided I didn't want to do the volume and velocity. I actually wanted to do more like an intimate group of less people. And if that meant I wasn't going to make the revenue at the pace that all of these gurus and coaches were telling me, I was fine with that. And so those models of success Just never felt good to me. And so I had to kind of come on my own and really do some deep diving, asking myself those questions of, you know, what feels good? Because what feels good and what's in alignment with your values means it's a much more sustainable business at the end. Anything else that you're trying to do or copy, it's not going to last very long if it's not fulfilling you, if it's not in alignment with what you believe in. So I think, you know, there's a lot of, you know, different things. You have to have that self-discovery and self-awareness. You have to try certain things and to know it doesn't work or it doesn't feel good. So it's a process.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about in that redefining of success, how your business was born.
1: Yeah. So I've been an entrepreneur for 21 years. And I started in photography, doing children and family, when I had children that were young at the time. And it was kind of a good fit. As I was raising them, I could, you know, take pictures of friends, families, of the kindergarten class. And so started doing that for a while. And then as my kids got older, I honestly started to lose that passion of like running after kids and like singing all the silly songs because I wasn't doing that as much with my own children. And so I started to look into more business photography, you know, doing headshots. I started to dabble in this brand photography. And so 2015, that was sort of a new concept. I started to do Instagram workshops and vision workshops. And I call this stage of my business sort of that junk drawer stage because I was doing all of the things. And quickly, I learned that no one really saw me as an expert because I was trying to do so many things at once. I wasn't getting paid what I was worth because it was much harder to position myself as an authority if I had multiple micro businesses under my belt. And I had to make a decision, right? I had to make a decision about how I wanted to move forward because it's just my energy, my passion, it was sort of getting depleted. And I decided To kind of step away from children and family, step away from all these like random workshops that I was doing and go all in on brand photography. And that's sort of what I did in 2015. And that was a game changer. The idea of niching was a game changer. Going all in and positioning myself as an expert really changed the trajectory of my business. And then as time went on, I did a lot of brand photography, but I was doing a lot of strategy. I thought every photographer did that, asking questions about, you know, what's your vision and your mission and who's your ideal client? But I quickly learned that other photographers weren't doing that. They were just showing up and taking pictures. And so soon enough, people were asking me to help them build their brands as much as they wanted me to build their brand photo libraries. And so I, again, evolved and pivoted to doing strategy and photography. And then now fast forward to today, 2023, You know, I moved to a new state, we had a pandemic, and I actually now only do brand strategy and mentorship. That's 95% of my business, where 5% of my business is photography. So it's crazy to me when I think about where I started, children and family, to where I have landed, which is, you know, brand mentorship and strategy for female entrepreneurs, But every step along the way, including corporate experience of me working in advertising, seems to all have contributed to this path to where I am now.
0: Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I was just having a conversation before we hit record with someone else just uh, like an hour ago about this idea of everything these intersections, right? It's like there is no, nothing is like wasted, right? Every experience, every skill starts to build and almost like compound on each other. And when we are living our purpose, which gets to have evolution as we grow and evolve, and each thing that we've done before becomes this, I don't know, that, that's what makes us so uniquely us. It's part I mean, part of our brand. I mean, and this is something I, I'm sure that you teach to and, and coach and mentor with your clients is that that's how no one is actually, you basically don't have any competition. And it, So I'm going to now, I guess, like take that into the next piece. How does someone start to infuse that uniqueness into their messaging, into their brand so that they can be the person that basically you don't, no one can compete with you because no one else is you.
1: Right. So I love what you had just said before. The question is about this layers, right? We all have layers. We all have personal experiences. We have expertise. And I think when you're trying to figure out what your brand is you kind of have to take into account all the intel, right? You have to put it on paper, all of those experience. What are, you know, what's your personality? What's your prowess? What's your process? What are the credentials you have in the past? What are the experiences you have? Where did you go to college? What are life experiences that may have contributed to where you are? And when you map that all on a piece of paper, you might be able to see common threads, some patterns that can help you can leverage and help you infuse into your brand so that it does feel unique, it does feel differentiated. But of course you have to keep a couple of things in mind, like just because you have different experiences doesn't mean you can just only build your brand on that. You have to make sure that, you know, you're picking an audience that resonate with those specific experiences. There has to be a match here. So it's your story, but it's also the audience, the targeted audience that you're meant to serve. How do you leverage those strengths and skills and experiences to help solve their problems in the best way? So we don't wanna minimize some of those unique experiences that we have in the past. We have to strategically think, how do we leverage them in a way that we can actually help our clients solve their problems and get solutions or think different or take action. So it's really a kind of holistic approach where you have to look at all the different things and sift through, you don't want, you don't need to talk about everything. You need to talk about the most important moments, but always through the lens of what's going to serve your client in the best possible way.
0: And I'd imagine that's a skill that you get better and better at over over time. So if someone is listening, And they're like, okay, like that totally lands, but I don't even know, like, how do they get started? Okay. They've mapped it out. Right. How do I, like, do you do that through storytelling? Like, what is the, what are all the ways that you get to leverage your, like, you know, these things, like your purpose and all of your superpowers in your messaging?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, once you've defined, your brand essence, your story, once you've sort of defined the mission behind the business, the values that you believe in, the vision of where you want to go, the personality, then you want to make sure that all of that is sort of consistent. Like looking at your website, does it demonstrate some of these important foundational points of your brand? When people go to your website, what do they feel? What are their takeaways? What do they see you as an expert in? How are they working with you? What's that relationship like? When they read your bio, are you talking about the right experiences so that the audience or the reader know that you're the right fit for them? Everything is sort of connected and cohesive. I don't think you can take any of these pieces in isolation. They're really meant to be pulled together in order to build the brand as a foundation. So a great starting point, I would say, Not only do you want to do that brand map where you're putting on paper all of what I call like your brand brilliance, you also want to ask yourself some key questions, you know? So who are you and what do you believe in? Meaning like, are there things that are non-negotiables for you that you're putting a stake in the ground? Because we're all bigger than your products and services, right? There are feelings that we want to Demonstrate to our audience so that they are in alignment and in connection with us. So, if we can share what we believe in, and we see brands like Patagonia who do this or Third Love, like they're sharing what they believe in. And so, they're building a community of people that raise their hand and say, I believe that too. The second piece is, you know, how are you different? Really pinpointing how are you radically different or better than the other people in your market. What is that competitive edge? Could that be your personality? Possibly. Maybe you have a process that you have branded that has people seeing the value of what you can offer them. Maybe it's in the actual deliverable. Maybe it's in the technology that you use. Maybe it's in the audience you choose to serve, but really trying to differentiate instead of blending in with everybody else. The third piece is, Who are you meant to serve? Because you're not meant to serve everyone. And so as you're building your brand story, you want to make it so that you're writing a love letter to this particular specific person. So encouraging you to not go generic and bland, but really get specific on who this person is. What season of life are they in? What problem are they having? What are their demographics, psychographics, like getting into their head? Because the more specific you are, the deeper and quicker you're going to make that connection
0: such goodness that you just shared. So let's talk a little bit about what are, what is, what are the stakes in the ground that are inside of your brand?
1: Yeah. So for me, my values, the things that I really find important, and we talked about this earlier is tangible impact. So again, volume, velocity, like all of those, like, you know, having a lot of people serving that's really not as important to me as like really building these containers that are intimate, where I have tangible impact, where I can make people feel seen and heard and valued. So, number one, so that goes hand in hand with community. Community for me is very, very important. Um, number three, empowerment, giving women a voice and helping them see their worth. And, you know, branding isn't just logos and colors, branding to me is being able to express who you are as an expert, who you're meant to work with and who and how you're different. Just the things that we talked about, that's having a voice, putting a stake in the ground of who you are. So that to me is is very important as well.
0: So what does that journey look like if someone's listening and they're like, oh, I'm getting really curious about this. Like what is, how do, how do people come into your world? What is it? Typical experience look like?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, I offer lots of different ways for people to learn about my world. One, Instagram, of obviously, we're all on in Instagram, but that's a great way because I'm very active in sharing um, expertise, you know, sharing about my communities and programs. But I also have a community called the Brand Power Hour where I love to host experts. And I think you're coming in in, in 2024, bringing in experts that talk about different topics. I myself talk about branding, but bringing together brand builders. We're all brand builders. We're all trying to build our businesses to become that sought after expert. And so I feel, you know, important to be able to create these communities of women. So it's not only a networking opportunity, but it's also a learning opportunity. It's also a place where I can highlight women, spotlight women, uh, so those are the two sort of areas that when people are interested in learning more, they come to me and obviously my website and all of those other things.
0: I, I love that. So because your journey has had several evolutions, I know that along the way, I mean, when we when we shift and we change, even when we're looking backwards, sometimes it's like, oh, that makes complete sense. But we're like, when we're in the thick of it, making a shift or a transition or a pivot, which is, I feel like such a buzzword, right? Pivot. It usually takes an element of big courage to make that leap into the next thing. So I know along the, on the way, you had to have had, I'm sure, more than one, but I'd love to hear super expander story from you. Someone who showed you the way that your business is running, how you're showing up, that your definition of success was actually possible for you.
1: Yeah. So I worked with a coach back in like 2014 sort of, you know, new to the whole coaching, investing in myself. That was already a big step. And I remember I had my photography business at the time, and I was exploring all these other areas of like maybe I could wear this strategy hat, maybe I could be a mentor myself, really doubting that I had the capability to do that and keeping myself very small and safe in the photography world because that's what I knew. And the coach I had at the time, she really kind of shook me up a little bit because she said, you don't give yourself permission to dream bigger. What I'm seeing from you is that you are keeping yourself safe and keeping yourself in the same place and you're growing slowly, but the safety to you, there's no reason for you to be safe. You need to take these risks. You need to think bigger. You need to start acting like the person that you want to be. And that will change the trajectory of your business. But if you keep yourself playing small, playing safe, then the results that you're going to get are safe and small. And just that conversation was kind of a game changer for me. It opened my eyes up because I thought I was doing all the right things, right? You're checking the box. And she was right. Like that was sort of the catalyst for me to think, I don't only have to be a photographer, I can actually do other things. And when I did my brand map and putting that I've had extensive corporate advertising experience, I have worked for creative startups in the past. So like, why am I keeping myself so small? Why aren't I thinking bigger, long term that I can have a business that goes outside of just children and family into brand photography, into brand strategy, into brand mentorship. And I think she planted the seed then in 2014, which is like, you know, nine years ago. And now where I am is what I always dreamed of wanting to be. So it's kind of a crazy, you know, when I think about it now, I'm like, she's the one who planted that seed. And I'm so happy, much happier where I am right now than I was back then.
0: I love that she she planted that seed. It's, and I think that can be such the power of working with the coach. That was like not very articulate of me, but you know what I mean. That that really is the power. They they ask these difficult questions and flip these mirrors on you in ways that you never had considered or you know maybe thought possible for for you. Sometimes we see it possible for other people, but not not for us. And sometimes it takes a little while for those seeds to sort of blossom, but I love that story. So I know everyone listening is completely inspired by your journey and the offers that you have available. So what is the best way for people to find you and get into your world?
1: Yes. Thank you for asking. So visit my website, malikamalhotra.co. And the way I love to work with my clients is through my signature offer, which is called the brand breakthrough mastermind. And it is a small group, as you heard, I'm all about that small, intimate type of container where my clients feel seen and heard and supported. And I work with my clients for four months and we really try to next level their brand. And it all starts with niching and building their brand and boosting visibility and creating that momentum that they need to kind of break through to that next level.
0: So, so good. So of course, all that will be in the, the show notes for ease. You guys can just scroll right on down to find it there. Make sure that you give her a follow, say hello, let her know how you found her, because it's fabulous to know when someone new comes into your world, where exactly they came from. If there was one little, I don't know, juicy last nugget of wisdom that you might like to leave everyone with, what would it be?
1: I think, you know, it is about trusting yourself, that you have all of the experiences and the expertise and knowledge that you really need. I always feel like a lot of my clients and people in my community are are always trying to, to validate and to prove themselves with more and more and more. And I think sometimes less simple can be the best strategy because it's clear and it's direct. And it's straightforward. And so, you know, I wish someone told me that a long time ago that I had all the skills and everything that I needed. It's just a matter of having the clarity and the confidence to communicate it. Um, And so that's the one nugget I would share is you probably already have everything you need. You just need to assess the data and the intel and map it out and see what is coming up really strong and go all in on just that.
0: Go all in on just that. Yeah. I, I kind of had this vision as you're explaining that as like kind of taking a puzzle and, and dumping it on the, on the ground and, and kind of assembling it and put it, putting it back together. Because I think we do truly have everything that we need inside of us, but sometimes we need a little bit of support to figure out how the pieces all fit together. And for someone else to actually see, I think the greatness in you that sometimes we don't see from that, from that lens and absolutely when you get that nudge and you start to understand and, and see the what's possible for you we have to go all in otherwise right it's it's kind of like what the, your coach said to you is that if we're playing small you get small results and so the only way to get the big big results is to truly to truly go all in yes 100% I appreciate you so much for being here, sharing your wisdom and your story with us today. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. This was so much fun.
0: We will catch you on the next episode. Like a fire needs oxygen and fuel.